0: Let me assert my firm belief that the only
1: thing we have to fear is
2: fear itself. Drinking a little drink, smoking a little smoke, getting down to business. For
1: ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. We checkmark ass fucks. We know that the best is yet to come. God bless you and God bless America.
2: You've got to go down the hole. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys.
1: The world is fucking burning. I did not have
0: sexual relations
1: with that woman. Nikola Tesla
2: is my boy. But well, we are opposed around the world
0: by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy, conspiracy.
2: Man, oh man, do we have a good one here for you today. I'm not even going to waste any time talking beforehand. Just a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll jump right in. Here we go. It's episode 10 of Down the Rabbit Hole with Mitch Fook. And I might as well add Ann Tyler Saint to the end of that now, because he's here again with us. How's it going? going on, man? Same
1: as usual. Doing all right? Yeah, let's get into it.
2: All right. We also have here the person that sent me down my first rabbit hole many years ago, my dad, Chris.
0: I sent you down your first rabbit hole. I, I think I sent you down some rabbit holes before you even knew it. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I feel <laughs> like I've been a big influence on how you got here. Yeah, I feel like Mitch
1: was a conspiracy theorist when I was in like sixth grade. Yeah, it was, it was definitely early. early. It, was. it was definitely early.
0: Exactly. But you know, when you first started this podcast, and you asked me, "Hey, down the road, you're going to be on the, you know, on on one of the episodes so think about what you want to talk about," and I get for a month or two, I've been given a lot of thought, and it's really hard to pick one subject. Uh, I've been down nearly every rabbit hole, and I've peeked down some, and other ones I went way deep, and what I found is pretty much all of them are either completely true, or have at least some truth to, and that's why they exist, but... Um, when you go down these rabbit holes, and you start to find the truth, and your reality changes, mm-hmm. and you realize you've been re- lied to, you know, it, it changes your whole life and your perspective on everything, really. And it's painful. And I'm gonna—I want to go into something. Uh, yeah, I, I want to go into a little funny story first on on how that. Think about when you were a little kid—the first time you were conspired. And the whole world was in on it, except for you. <laughs> it was Santa Claus and Easter Bunny, Santa right? Claus, right. Santa right? Claus so here, for sure. so here you are. I'll, I'll tell you my story about Santa Claus. I'm probably four years old. I have an older brother who's seven. I'm out. He's playing. My older brother's playing with his friends, and you know, as a little brother, I'm annoying, getting into him. And I said, "Oh, you know, something like Santa Claus isn't going to bring you presents. You know, you're doing, doing <laughs> this stuff, right?" My brother comes over, punches me in the face, <laughs> and says, "Santa isn't real, you little dork. Get the you know out of here." So as a little kid, I'm four years old. Just got punched in the face. What what do you do? You run to your mom. Mm-hmm. Mom, mom, he said, you know, he punched me, and uh, said Santa isn't real. And I saw the look on my mom's face, and immediately like, holy fuck. Yes, she's right you've right. been lying mistake. to me the whole time, <laughs> right and here, in that moment, like there's one you know the people who raise you, usually your mother and dad, but you know whether it's grandma, yeah. or whoever raised you from a baby that's the person you trust the most in the whole world, and it's who you're relying on all your information mm-hmm. you realize's been lying to you, and it just rips you, and it's painful and uh I'm glad I knew it at an early age and all that. but mm-hmm. So then, ever since then, that, that hurt. But, I, you know, you get over it, obviously. When I got older and became a father myself, I decided okay. I'm never lying to my kids. Never knowing that until.
1: That's interesting. And I didn't I really come. like that, actually. Yeah,
0: and I came out, and, and I want, you know, a lot of listeners to this podcast are probably around your age, mid-20s, or either Most have them, a yeah. small child already or will be having one soon or in the next few years, whatever. Um, so that's something to think about. What I, what I, I didn't come out and say there isn't any Santa Claus. I kind of encouraged my kids to be critical thinkers. And I remember Mitch, uh, his older brother was five. He was four. And, uh, he was in kindergarten at the time. And he comes to me and says, you know, is is Santa real? I don't know why he thought about that or something. I said, well, you know, I didn't come out and say one way or the other. I said, well, Look at that chimney over there. Santa's a pretty fat guy. <laughs> How do you think he? You think he gets down there? Do you think uh, there's reindeer that fly and can you know go around every house in the entire world? and do, do all this and I got him thinking and then like it hit him like you see his mind going off like it hit him like oh my god it's not, it's not real it's not real it's not real and I, I you know the look
1: on Mitch's face first time my mind was a like, this right. is why you were on the bus at five years old telling everybody that well, that's sick' awesome. that's exactly You're fucking everything up that's for the, that <laughs> is,
0: Hey, that's the end of the story because the very next day Mitch is born the conspiracy theory truth teller. He goes to kindergarten the next day and just tells everybody.
1: Yeah. And I get, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a football, I'm a
0: football coach at the time. I remember showing up at practice and mothers just coming from every direction at me. <laughs> Your kid told about Santa. you are way too young. So anyway, that's a, just a story about how Mitch became. <laughs> You've been and the down barriers since uh, right four. been telling the truth since then
1: honestly yeah as long as i've known him he's he's been that way he's just thought differently than everybody else <laughs> and i mean obviously that's the motivation behind the podcast but yeah, yeah. it Peter took me a, it took me a little longer to get there but i mean whenever you wake up to certain things like when you when you see the patterns is what i'm trying to say you like you can't unsee it it's the same playbook over and over and over. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. and um, and then you get into the conspiracy world, and then you start to realize that all paths kind of lead to the same place. Exactly, that's, and then that's when the dots start connecting. Yes, and things start to get really interesting.
0: Right, and that's what that has been my experience too. Every every conspiracy theory kind of leads back to the same thing, and they all start tying together, and then you know they call it the the veil is lifted and you start to see everything from what it is. And now, now I turn on the news and you see someone yeah. talking and you just know that they have some Script narrative that you know, yeah. they're supporting and they're not reporting news. They're trying, they're controlling your mind. Right? Yeah. But let's talk about just the word conspiracy theory. Um, most people in the CIA will still fight you on this, but yeah. believe that yeah. it was a term made up by the CIA It it was in 1967, and this was after you know a couple years after JFK got shot, where everyone started questioning the Warren Commission Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and things like that. That was the big conspiracy. Now, I was born in '67, I was still too little for this. But anyone, it's a CIA playbook to discredit anyone who would challenge their version of the truth. And it all started with the JFK, people were getting too close to it, so yeah, you know, they have this thing to ridicule you and put you in a corner, oh, you're crazy, you got a tinfoil hat on, you're, exactly. you know, and and no one wants to be that guy, and uh, you, you know, just, just to back up a minute, a little, a little background on me, I'm a financial guy, I was a financial advisor most of my life, but my second career choice uh, when I was in college, I I was always interested in psychology, and in particular human behavior, why people do what they do. You know, I'd see my friend, and will say, Surgeon General says this causes cancer. Oh, yeah, give me one. Like, I, why do people do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it always interested me, like, types, why people behave the way we do. But anyway, when I took a lot of uh, psych courses in college because I was still undecided at the time. And I remember one, uh, I read about an experiment they did, and... This may be a little off, it's not exact, but they took, let's say, 50 students, okay? And 47 of the students and the teacher were in on it, but three students were the test subjects. So what they did is got you in a room, and they'd ask you, okay, and they'd ask you questions, and if it's yes, raise your hand. If it's no, keep your hand down. And they'd answer questions. Everyone raise your hand, or everyone will keep their hand down. Everyone, Mm -hmm. Very simple questions. And then maybe like question number six was, is the sky blue? And all the people in on it no one kept their hand down. Right. Uh, and the three test subjects went to raise their hand and noticed everyone else wasn't and kept it down. That's like the mob mentality. The mob mentality right? right, right. So you can, no one wants to stand out and be that. And that's what it is like right. when when they, when they find someone that's a free thinker, you know, uh, and this is how all the psych operations in the CIA got started. They learned all these things, and they found someone. If you watched uh, the documentary about the unibomber. oh, that's great. Uh, did you see how the, the MK Ultra program? They he, you know, he had all these things about right. what was wrong. But
1: he went through that at Harvard, right?
0: Right, and he was yeah. very intelligent, and they knew this, so they brought in and they ridiculed him. And, you know, mm-hmm.
1: made him into this monster he was, kind of. I mean, and it's crazy. I mean, it's a little off the subject what you're talking about, but it's crazy how right he was in a lot of the predictions that he yeah. made. Yeah, about, like, right the, where we're the, at the, now. The, the rich, white, liberal kid, the trust fund kids, uh, hijacking, you know, the liberal movement and, and making it their own because they have white guilt. and It's just crazy that... I mean, when was this? Was it the 80s when he was saying this? I'm mis- I might be mistaken. but Yeah. He, I mean, he said it a while ago. Yeah. And just to see how how it's taken place like that. It, it was everything different. on how we got to get back to nature
0: and the technological revolution was right. going to end us all. And,
1: and, that. Kind and you of kind of,
0: of see influence. that happening now with big tech taking over our lives and becoming Orwellian.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah the data mining is really scary. That's yeah. what's the most scary, I think. That's a different parameter. Is certain. data mining or killer robots more scary? <laughs> 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 it's all tied It's it all tied together. Right? Exactly, yeah.
2: Don't be the AI that's created out of all, of this, all this data.
1: Uh,
0: you can get away from data mining by just staying off, you know, throwing your phone in the river. Yeah, Yeah. Right. exactly. Um, but, but killer robots you can't get away from. Everyone can <laughs> <gonna be> <laughs> so I'm going to vote that.
2: <laughs> it's very hard to throw your phone in the river.
0: It is. Yeah. They make it so you yeah. can't do it. And that's why, like, they've been so successful in painting free thinkers as conspiracy theorists. Because no matter what subject you talk to me about, you bring up a conspiracy theory. I, I probably have some knowledge on it. I went mm-hmm. down a little bit or a lot. And right. And talk about it. But when I have to summarize it in a short period of time, you can easily dispute it okay yes. and like i have some theories where i would have to teach three college courses just to as a prerequisite to get to that question you just asked <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's that deep you just can't but people want the short answer and you summarize it and they go no because of this and this and, this, and then they dismiss yeah, yeah. it and walk sound away fucking crazy yeah. you find you sound okay. crazy that's why it's it's such evil genius um I don't know if you've seen the actual movie Conspiracy Theory. It was years ago with uh, nice. Mel Gibson, who's actually we thinks one of the good guys in Hollywood, only with yeah, yeah, bad was one of our... child sex trafficking and all that. Yeah, That's right.
2: excommunicated from Hollywood. It,
0: it's all about that, where he you know is painted as a crazy guy because you start talking about all these things, and the normal person, when I say normal, is just these you know people living the slave life that they don't really even know they're living. They don't want that pain, you know, that they felt with the Santa Claus thing. Like, when I learn something and it alters my reality, it's painful. So I'd rather just go to work, get some chicken wings
1: and beer after, and (laughs) go to bed and do it again. It's so easy to be distracted and and just forget about the crazy thing that you heard that that might have even been proven to be true. And then you turn on TV and watch the football game, and you don't think about it for, like, maybe another three weeks. And it's not really... Um, that life-changing. But, I mean, the, the way it's been for me is I, I keep seeing it over and over and over again. And it, I just keep seeing the patterns. And that's whenever it started kind of taking over my life to the point to where it's like, now I just see it everywhere. Because uh, somebody would call the <laughs> moon landings fake. Like, okay, you might believe in that conspiracy, but that's not earth-shattering. You know, the way that... It, it leads to a bigger question, though. If, if you
0: believe that, if someone's open-minded enough to Believe that the you know that was faked, they're open minded enough to believe right. in other things. At yeah. least, you know, it's, it's the people that are just it gets you really close questions. questions. Yeah. But honestly, people that are not open minded to the subject, I don't hold anything against them, I really don't. Because they're just they're not ready members. for it. Yeah, I think when you know they entered the third dimension and say, Hey, I want the full experience, don't tell me till the end. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And some people awaken. There's been people awakened for, you know, 50 years. Right. Imagine being one of the very first to wake up to all this. Like, at least now you have other people you can talk
1: about.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: A ton of support now. Yeah. Uh, Even 10 years ago. More than you had back in 1950.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, right. So, being one of the first, it's like you have no one to speak about. There no one to speak to about this. You probably feel like you're alone in the entire world. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're walking among amongst a bunch of like uh, hypnotized zombie type people who are just give you that fluoride stare. Yeah, yeah. give you the fluoride <laughs> stare. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that was uh one of the that was the conspiracy theory. Other than GFK, when I was growing up, was fluoride. Like that yeah. got me thinking. It's Even if you mention that, the people they think you're crazy, but like fluoride is a toxin, it's a neurotoxin that affects your brain to keep them subdued. Like, there's zero evidence that it helps your teeth, yeah. And you know, if you look at the toothpaste, it says, Hey, if you swallow this.
2: Yeah, See more a doctor. Than a pea-sized amount. See yeah, a doctor, right. but it, but water. Drink it up, much as mm-hmm. you want.
0: Like it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. So look, there's no reason for fluoride to be in our water, yet it still is. So you know, yep. Just another. I feel like that's a small one though, but it, they all tie yeah, together. Not. And I guess the you know one of the main things I wanted to get into was when people say, "Oh, they don't want us to know," you know. They're doing this. They're doing that to us. They, they? they want us on yeah. the phone. Who, you know? They. Who's, yeah. who's they? That's my favorite And why question. are they doing it? You know, my, the bigger question might even be why. But you hear terms like Illuminati, Deep State, cabal. The, the Cabal, yeah. the International Banking Cartel, the Globalists. Uh, you know, but we're talking about this small group very wealthy families that run the world, a, a shadow government behind the scenes that controls not only the United States but the entire world and shapes policy. And we've all heard of you know the Illuminati, you can, there's been members say, you know, I've been right. all of Hollywood's pretty much part of the yeah, Illuminati. The they're, they're, yeah, they, they openly
1: so, yeah. do it, right. right? We're not talking about Jay-Z and Beyoncé. Yeah, we're talking no, about little families that... Yeah, they're just... Uh, the families that have ruled the world and the creation of currency since Babylon. Yeah, since BC about.
2: times, for sure.
1: So I would take it back.
0: Where should I start here? Because I can go back to here or I can go way back. Should go I, way should, back. Should I go way back? So all right, back. Right, Let's start out, from uh, the beginning. All right. And this is a, a very little-known conspiracy. We're talking about secret societies, basically, that hold secret information and are using that to, you know, dominate the world, basically, from behind the scenes, right? There's one society called the Society of Nine Unknown Men. Have you ever heard of this? I have not
1: heard yeah, of it. Like yeah,
2: like very few people. Even no, people in I thought I knew everything. I had just looked it up. Huh? I got a brief, brief yeah. intro to it before. I, I, I've I've mentioned have, I might it. <laughs> have heard
1: that name, but I've never done any research on them. Well, this goes back to
0: uh, India, right? India. Uh, we're talking I heard of this. 226 BC, approximately. BC. Okay. Yeah. Before I get, even get into that, let me ask you something. Can you tell me anything about BC?
2: Like, some, tell me something that happened BC. Well, when you think of BCA, do you think of the birth of Jesus, supposedly? Right. And then before that, they're and just before, living in rock huts. Like, I don't know. And that's what they want yeah. you to think, right? right. Yeah, it's a yeah. Flintstones or something, exactly. right? Yeah. They that's don't the tell,
0: tell you what happened before that. And, boy, I really want to go off on a tangent right now yeah. on that. Small tangent. Go ahead. Fly. Uh, it deserves more than a small tangent though so I, mean, I, 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 I we'll go
1: into episode. it later we'll go and, uh, go that's into that later episode. yeah right <laughs> we'll go into that, that later that civilization started tang- All right. okay. yeah. but, right, oh, but, but
0: civilization oh, in short I guess I believe there's rises and falls like they yes, talk about Atlantis right. was a super advanced way more advanced than we are now you can look at anyone with half a brain looks at the Egyptian pyramids they're lined up to like a, a half an inch or something with the star system series, right, right. <laughs> like in the these massive structures. I remember watching millions
1: el- of blocks, at tons of pieces, right?
0: And they and right. they make they want you to believe that slave labor did this. Yeah, yeah. took fifty years. Now just one of those, you know, stones. Just one of them. They they. Uh, I I was seeing this documentary and. They had one of the top construction workers in L.A. who built huge buildings and all this, and they they were asking him about it. And he was like, there's no way. You could give me a 100,000 men, and there's no way you could do it. There's no way you could get those bricks. As a matter of fact, you could give me all of today's modern technology and equipment, and we couldn't build it. Okay, so what's that tell you?
1: That there was um, lost knowledge right, right that there were the, more uh,
0: advan- they were more advanced than us, and we paint them as all oh, they had slaves and they worshiped right. the sun and blah 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 but uh, okay, so yeah. I guess yeah right back to the point we were <laughs> it, I, you know I believe that there's these rises and falls of you get so advanced, and then uh, like an ascension process happens and then the, you know everything starts over again in mean, these cycles. So anyway, back in two twenty six BC, there was it, it, the emperor of India Ashoka is his name, um, went to, was in, involved in a in a war, where his superior troops killed like over hundred thousand men. But you know afterwards, it really affected him, and he swore off violence forever. He, he took up Buddhism and was one of the big causes of the spread of Buddhism. He became a vegetarian. Uh, Just it affected him so much this world violence, but he had all this knowledge, and this was probably at the end of you know very advanced time, and going into you know one of the cyclical changes. So what he did, he there was nine books of this ancient knowledge on how to, you know, basically run the world, and he wanted it to be used for good purposes. He didn't want it to fall into the hands of evil. Because if it fell into the hands of evil, you know, we, we know what happens because it actually did. And that's what <laughs> we're seeing now. Yeah. Okay, but, no. you know, I'll, I jotted them down here just the the nine books were, one I think was one of the most important was about propaganda, the, the psychological warfare and how to control and mold mass opinion. And you see that going on today with, right. the, with the media and especially with your computer um, they're showing you information they want you to know, and that's and what I and rant and rave about every
1: time we're on a podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, Probably you know, day just day. <laughs> <our> <laughs> <day. This laughs> right. More I
1: got right. you know, fucking nuts about, about it, it, but
0: right. So the other true. one, the other ones, real quick, were like physiology, microbiology, communication with other dimensions, alchemy, uh, gravity, and aerospace technology. That is the most interesting to me. Which one? Yeah. Gravity.
1: I mean, you hear all these stories and conspiracy theories about how there are ways to manipulate gravity, or if gravity is even an actual law of physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, a theory based on a It's theory. very yeah. difficult to find, you know, evidence that suggests otherwise, because, I mean, it, they control the information on the internet. They. Right, physics. right. In quotations, but... They.
0: So, uh, yeah, you I know, mean, gravity was more about the aerospace... Technology on that, like know, how you advanced, advanced aircraft right. and all that stuff, gravity based uh, knowledge of the universe, light, and how light can be used as weaponry, uh, sociology, the evolution of societies, and means to foretell their decline. Like, so anyway, there's nine books with all this knowledge this guy has, and he was a good guy. So he assembles the nine most brilliant men in his mind in different parts of India. And he wants to give one book to each, and these people don't know each other, so they'll spread this out, and it'll still, and they're supposed to pass it down to one trusted member, so it lives throughout history. But the nine books will never join, and one can't get in one hand, and all that. <clears throat> but so there's, you know, theories that at least one or up to all of these books ended up in the Vatican, you know, under mm-hmm. right under these sources and. You know, we can really see what's going on today that all the knowledge, is ancient knowledge, is in the hands of bad people. You know, they're using it not not for the good of humanity, it's for I mean, the good and, of themselves.
1: And not only that, there's been a concerted effort to remove this ancient knowledge from the mainstream, and, I mean, just from the common lay person. So, I mean, that should tell you something that, I mean, that in and of itself is a conspiracy.
0: I, I can't even stress that enough. You took the words out of my mouth because when I said they, they hide anything that happened B C B.C., right. and even, like, you know, if you go to a school in, in America, you might learn about the bubonic plague or maybe a couple things that happened here and there, but most of it starts when... 1776? Oh, or, yeah, or, or when Columbus, right. yeah. Columbus yeah. discovered America and then, yeah. you know, life begins. Right, we don't really know much about before that. And the whole idea is to hide this ancient knowledge. And a lot of it, uh, it you know, has to do with astrology. And this one kills me because when I was younger and someone mentioned astrology too, wanted to <laughs> <snack> me. <them. laughs> I did. It was the most idiotic thing in the world. I'm like Dude, what are you thinking like it's just how and you, you know, know as i grew older and learned things i realized it's the most important all the ancient texts and scriptures and all yeah. that it's all about you know following the stars and 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 uh, the planets and their effects
1: and and everything I mean, and according to—I mean, we'll call them the conspiracy theorists—you know, the, the people who believe believe in a lot of the same things that we do. According to people who you know document these things and, and keep track, world events are planned, in according to astrological, right? You know, yeah, they because and they date. have the knowledge. They right. have the knowledge exactly. They, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they the the puppet masters of society, right?
0: Uh, and you can. Uh... Small tangent. <laughs>
2: know, and as
0: far as far as uh, astrology, all of our holidays are really built mm-hmm. around the... It's my favorite, Christmas. Right, Christmas you know, around the yeah. yeah. Christmas... Um, it's a little zeitgeist for you. You know, we're I talking about it, it, the sun's path through the ecliptic, through the four seasons. Now on... September 21st, the autumnal equinox. This is the fall. This is when the sun starts going further away. And, you know, this is the fall. This is the crucifixion of Jesus, the sun. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: The sun, the crucifixion, because he falls below. Okay? And then... You know you can even get to halloween we're coming up on halloween where this is ghoul's day and all this it's that period kind of halfway where the the sun's making its turn towards hell and hell being the furthest point away in the winter solstice okay the uh, so then you get the christmas there's a period there where that's when the sun, the winter solstice, when the sun's the furthest away from us in the, in the Northern Hemisphere. And that's the, the depths, you know, but now it makes that turn and Christ is born. The sun is born. It's coming Okay, but now let's look at March 21st. Okay, the, Easter, the vernal, yeah. the spring yeah. equinox. Okay, the first day of spring. They always wait. You know why Easter changes every year? Is because they wait till the spring equinox, and then they have it the first Sunday, Sunday mm-hmm. after the spring equinox, because the sun, the prodigal sun, has returned. Jesus is born again, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the new cycle. Okay, the east star. They're talking about the sun. What's the star that rises in the east every morning? Every morning in the in the east. The sun comes up, right? Yeah. They're talking about the east star. That's all talking about the sun and its path on the ecliptic. All of our holidays. So anyway, that was the a small tangent I want to get off. You on just you. sound like, right, like Santos Bonacci. Yeah, yeah. right. Science <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Santos bonacci <laughs> has been. Uh, <laughs> you know, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he um, there's a lot of people that have influenced me. Bonacci is definitely one of them. If you haven't checked out his videos on the internet, what is he? Mr. Astrotheology. Yeah, on, on you U- yeah, YouTube.
1: Yeah, he really opened my eyes to like the manipulation of language. In he, order to, right. Yeah. He, yeah, he knows
2: he's polyglot, he knows like four or five, six different languages. And they're old languages too, like Latin and Greek, you know. Yeah. He, just, he can break it down for you really well. He's
0: from a very unique background. his he, Uh, Dad was in the military, and he traveled all around the world. So he picked up, as a small child, he picked up all these different languages, and he noticed the similarities, and you know the etymology of words, and where they come from. And anyway, back to the they off the tangent.
2: Back to they. Yeah. (laughs) So so go these unknown nine men. This secret society that was created in India. Over two thousand years ago, yes. Are they still running things, or has it? Well, you said they gathered. Well, in these Vatican. books, these books have been yeah. passed down for
0: uh, since then, right? And the story is, we don't really know. Um, but a lot of people believe, you know, that the Vatican. Um, now, before you know, Roman Catholics start calling you up and. <laughs>
2: that's all right.
0: that's all right. Uh the Roman, uh you know the Vatican was a beautiful and you know Roman Catholicism was a beautiful religion it got corrupt around the you know time of Constantine in in Rome when the Vatican bank became so powerful. Uh you know, they had to have the Knights Templar, the guard yeah, thing. I can go on a tangent on, on or, that, or that. Right. Well, right. Four hours
1: of research. On. And uh, <laughs> so you had yeah. these
0: bankers actually bribe uh, when the next pope was supposed to be chosen. They bribed to get this guy in. And they said, we'll, we'll buy off the votes, so you're the pope and you let us run the Vatican Bank, and we'll be mm-hmm. the richest people in the world and that's kind of where it all went wrong yeah. <laughs> you know so like anything stuff usually starts out good and then gets corrupt like every politician starts off with a cause they want to go to Washington and change things and when they get there somehow you know yeah, they corruption, get off. corruption yeah. gets a hold right. of them one way or the other yeah. Yeah. yeah so anyway um so let's assume well we can't assume anything but that's you know, one of the theories that uh, the Vatican got a hold of this, but we kind of have a real well, good idea. I mean, in, the,
1: in order, I mean, if people don't want to just take that and assume it, I'll just say yeah. a little bit. Since I, hate it. it. Yeah, I, I didn't want to
0: use that word assume. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I took well, it back. Well, okay,
1: so. so like you said, assume that the Vatican became corrupt. Well, there were people that believed that the Vatican, Vatican was corrupt, and right. then you have guys like Martin Luther. Who are Protestants. He created the, the whole Protestant movement, which is protesting and Catholicism, Catholicism in their uh, unbiblical practices and teachings. So uh, it became it became a little more popular and it took hold and people started no longer following Catholicism as much. And then that's where you get this the organization of Jesuits. Um, I have the trying to get the guy's name.
0: The order of the Jesuits, the society of Jesus, the society of Jesus. Jesuits were formed in 1539.
1: Right. This was after what 1517, when Martin Luther began began protesting the you know, Catholic Church. Like it began to take hold after a few years, and then you have Ignatius, uh, Loyola, 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 Loyola. Who, Ignatius uh, of Loyola, yeah. right, and. You know, I'm not so, like, sure on the interaction between the Pope and Ignatius. But, uh, you know, in my research, I found uh, their their pledge. I mean, this was basically a secret society that was formed in order to convert the people back to Catholicism. And in this society, they had, uh, like, a pledge. And I'm going to pull up my phone here. Their pledge is very, very long. But some of the things that they say in there are, uh, we're devoted to Christ by all means, and we'll do whatever's necessary to convert the people back to Christ, to make it short. But uh, this includes uh, guillotines, um, poisoning of the cup. It, it, to make it short, well, it, they, would, they yeah. would do anything by all means... They, they, and think
0: about that, a religion that's killing people that right. don't believe with them, right? Yeah. But I think really what you were really punished for and got the guillotine and all that for is talking about the true science is, is, is astrology. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you talked about that, it's paganism and all that. They, you know, wanted you dead. And this is where we get all the stories from. Uh A lot of the fairy tales and kid stories were symbols of, you know, these astrological things and the sun and and the constellations Mm -hmm. and the sun. And they had to tell them in stories because if they told, you know, the actual words, they were killed. So that's how they got the information to survive is by making up all these fairy tales and things like that to tell their kids. But, you know, in my research and my trip down the rabbit hole, as far as who, who are they, um, these globalists, that's, you know, a word. When you hear the word global anything, you're, you know, it should draw red flags. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll go into that in a minute. But we're really talking about a group of families they, they call the black nobility. Black nobility. And at the top, there is the monarch. We don't really know who this is, but it's probably Queen Elizabeth. Uh, um, Below the monarch is called a Council of Thirteen, and then below them is a Committee of Three Hundred. This Committee of Three Hundred is, you know, basically where everything is
2: done. Decided. Decided.
1: And and to your point about we don't know exactly who these people are, that's by design, because these people are constantly changing their last name. You go back to the Roman origins, you hear names like Orisi, yeah. and I mean, they, they're they just super Italian names. Yeah, much the right. Committee right. of 300 is also called it the Club of Rome. The Club yeah. of Rome. And, um, you know, these people have rebranded into names like uh, the Rothschilds or Rockefellers. And I don't know what their last names originally were, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of powerful families that have re- re- renamed from like a, the one that I do remember is Orisi. Orsini. Yeah. Orsini, Orsini. Yes. Yeah, right. Santa yeah. said that Orsini's Orsini. the top of them all, I guess. Yeah. Um, yep. the that's the, uh, the head honcho.
0: Under the committee of 300, you got like these think tanks like the Bilderberg group and things like that. These mm-hmm. uh there's one that really sets everything and it's uh, we've all heard of the Council on Foreign Relations at least most mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. And that's Uh, they came to light after the JFK. Like, everything goes back to the Council on Foreign Relations. What is the Council on Foreign Relations? It's a group of independent men. It's not a federal, it's not a government entity. It's these group of guys that advise every U.S. president on foreign policy. Now, why? Why do they have that authority? They're not a government entity. No one elected them. Why are they, whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent, why are they advising the president? The United States on foreign policy, like these are just, this is the power structure. Everyone right. thinks the president of the United States is the leader of the free world's most powerful, and they're just not. These are people yeah. are all bought and, and paid for. Um, but even above that is the English version of that called the Royal Institute of International Affairs. That's so real. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the R-I-I-A or something like that. And these are the people that really call the shots. And uh, you were, uh, oh, we were mentioning the names. Now I got my train of thought back is what a, it led to me was the House of Windsor.
2: Yeah. Windsor was
0: the name that came to me as all these other families kind of stemmed from the Windsors and you know, they were but,
2: out of Germany, weren't they? The house the royal family. In, in London, it's it's right? England, basically. Okay. Um, they might be German farther back. They than
0: that. they control apparently they control every precious metal in the world, and they control
2: the price. He was just saying, saying, there. saying there's a bunch of gold, and uh, Queen Elizabeth controls it underneath Denver Airport. Last episode. Oh yeah, I went off on Right. <laughs> So
0: realistically, gold should gold them. should be
2: way trading way higher than it is now. But they
0: manipulate the price. They don't want people buying gold because you know the they got us enslaved in this it might the, be the, a the, currency, currency system. system.
1: It might be a great idea to do so.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also the the House of Guelph. And yes, I haven't heard of the, I haven't ha- heard this the House of Guelph. Uh, similar to the Windsors, they own 300 acres in in London Square and basically the you know very affluent yeah. area they even uh, they don't they never sell the property they lease it on 39 year leases don't ask me why 39 years probably some <laughs> freaking symbolism right some freemasonry yeah but even the US embassy rents their building from this family you know mm-hmm. the, the house of Guelph. Yeah, so so anyway the big picture here is is okay now we kind of if that's who they are, mm-hmm. you know, this pyramid structure. What we see on the back of our dollar, why is there a pyramid and this little eye looking at us? Right. Like, where'd that come from? Um, and this is what it all represents this monarchy and this flow down system, this power structure that in, enslaved the whole world, uh, into their realm. But their ultimate goal, uh, is to depopulate the world by ninety five percent by the year two thousand thirty. We're talking ten years,
1: five hundred thousand or five hundred million
2: people. That's Georgia Guidestones. Is this uh, yeah. is Isn't this them? them? Is this them? No.
0: Well, the Georgia Guidestones basically say that, and who knows? That's a whole other story. End, but that's pretty much
1: knowledge that they follow. I mean, who knows? Yeah.
0: But think about that. They want to kill off ninety five percent of us by two thousand thirty, and this was all born in 1992 in a, I'm going to do air quotes, Earth Summit in Brazil, okay? And it's mm-hmm. always, this is agenda UN Agenda 21, you can look this stuff up, um, and it's always under a noble cause of action. You know, they they term it, oh, it's the Earth Summit, and we're interested in sustainable development, okay? And it's very easy. Like, I think we should you know, try to phase out fossil fuels. I think we should be using solar energy. That's no brainer, right? Any right. normal Growing person would, would think that. Right? right? So they do it under this guise that's very easily to get everyone on board with, but it has, a you know, some sinister right. plan behind it. And, you know, real quick side note there, they've done that in the past with, you know, the CIA done that with women's rights. Oh, women's rights, you know, get them out in there was a hidden agenda of that to break down the American family unit and tax both parties, and uh, and you see it even now. Yeah, you definitely see it now. i have you know, talked
1: about that in previous podcasts.
0: I really didn't want to get into Black Lives Matter, yeah, but I'm going to because like it's such a perfect. An asshole
1: want to do it, but but, yeah, but here's it needs the
0: thing. Yeah, people need to hear this. The Black Lives Matter, um, the the cause, the noble cause to end racism. It's great. We're all for board. With that. Everyone, every sane person is on board. If they had hashtag end racism and it was by some legit uh, people of color that came together and say we need to do this, and it was it of was course. really an organic thing right. led by the people, I'm all for it. But when these people find out that Black Lives Matter is is supported and funded by a bunch of rich old white men. That have that they have, have, a, that have yes. a yeah, for an evil cause and they're being used. And I see these people walking around with masks on, black people marching with masks on, that says on their shirts, I can't breathe. <laughs> and this is such a subliminal message of this submission the and control.
1: Yeah.
0: It's unbelievable, but you know. I get it, you know, black people are fed up with racism, so they're jumping on board but they don't understand, like, hey, start let's start our own movement and get away from black life. Let's hashtag in racism. Let's do right. that. Let's get it legitimate rather than
1: And let's make this clear, I'm not calling black people idiots or people who support Black Lives Matter idiots, but you're useful idiots in this case. You're being used as a means to get to the get to the end of what these people who are funding it or, or, you know they're trying to there's a purpose behind this and your emotions are being emotions are being manipulated and used just like women's rights just like we're,
0: women rights. were used and just like all of us are going to be used in this new movement for a new green deal and sustainable yeah. energy and oh, global warming and uh, uh,
1: oh they're going to tear all the buildings down and be, rebuild everything well that that's this is a fucking tangent this is an episode the yeah. whole the whole smart, Again, smart city smart cities. Yeah. theory yeah. where they corral us into these big cities and hoard the land for themselves but
0: if it was truly if it was if mind. it was truly like you know altruistic where they it, it was it didn't have you know a, a sinister motive behind it Would altruism's great, dead. dead right there
1: are no humanitarian humanitarians no I don't believe that I'm not that cynical yet
0: um, <laughs> you know, really, well, yeah, I maybe know well, no big people, humanitarian right, companies, it's just the people but that, they're
1: still humanitarians. It's just the people that you see, uh, you know, on TV. And people that are preaching and pushing these things, they're not humanitarians. They never right. are. Okay, right. I mean, you said the key word there, see
0: on TV. Like, yeah, yeah okay, right, right but, but, you know, you talk to your neighbor, that. like, most people are good people. people There's are There's a small people, percentage sure. of these that are, you know... And the ones that aren't are just being duped and they don't know it. And, you know, maybe we're being duped about certain things and don't know it. Also, we're not better than anyone.
2: Or Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But.
1: That's what it's all about. We're trying not to be duped here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My opinion on what I believe changes literally every fucking day. It's. It's crazy and you
0: know, and do you think it, it changes because of what you're seeing on your Twitter feed or
1: well, that's Facebook. definitely influenced me in the fact that like it'll lead me to rabbit holes it, or links or you know things that I'll read and say, oh, maybe I believe that but yeah it, you know like I'll go I've gone on multiple podcasts and say talk about the deep state and you know how Trump is gonna be the guy who overthrows it and then my opinions changed on that. Recently, it's just because of, I mean, I mean, it's everything—world events, uh, new information that you're exposed to, new podcasts you listen to. I mean, it's a culmination of everything. But
2: yeah, I mean, your yeah. opinion can only be based around what knowledge you have at the exactly. time, and then it's new knowledge.
0: It's just—have you guys watched the social dilemma? Like Netflix. Let me preface this: Netflix is a gigantic propaganda machine, for sure. Mm-hmm. And the—and mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell everyone this is. Just like that experiment I told you about, about how they give you five questions and a sixth one is the sky blue, and you, okay, oh, yeah. they get you the psychological way to do that, and that's a sales trick, too, is get the person saying yes, 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 I believe, I believe, I believe that, and then they slip in something, yeah. <laughs> you know, while you're just used to saying yes, 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 you're all right. Uh, that's what Netflix is. They give you, the, like, these documentaries and stuff that are 95% true, and then they slip in these little things to, to you know, yeah, to... Change I, your to, your you, to change image. your view on something they can, but uh, social dilemma is a great. You should watch it. You don't want to throw your phone in the river afterwards. When <laughs> like we all know that they're tracking us and they're doing these things, but
2: yeah,
0: to actually see it and hear the developers, the guys that started Facebook and Twitter, to hear them talk about how hey, this started out as a good thing. We were reconnecting families we were finding liver transplants and and all these good things were happening and then the algorithm like turned on and when they monetized it is when it all changed when the algorithm cared about money they will show you literally anything if they think your eyeballs are gonna hit the screen
2: Hmm. and they don't
0: care if it's true or not (laughs) you know so now (laughs) if you're if you if it'll make your eyeballs hit that screen they will show it to you so So now we're in this, um, you know, and everyone has confirmation bias. Yeah, if we we have a certain belief, and if it confirms our belief, we're going to sit there and read it. Yes, I agree with that,
1: right? And see a lot of that on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, everyone's everyone's divided now. It's a fucking cesspool.
2: Yeah, but they
0: show you, um, and and the reason, you know, not to tell you the whole documentary or anything, but the reason people will vote for Biden and say, how can people vote for Trump? They, they don't even understand how you could vote for such a man. Be, and same thing on the other side. How could you vote for Biden? You've you got to be an idiot. Well, they're seeing two different sources of information. The algorithm's feeding in yeah. two different things. Right. So they're not seeing the same information and making the same decision. You're
1: quite literally trapped in your ego chamber. <laughs> yeah. 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 So...
0: It's hard, man. Technology, technology, any technology on the table is neutral and how you use it, you know, can be for good or evil. So now, like, I try to, it's so easy to get lost on the internet, right? You get bored for 10 seconds, boom, pop up your phone what's going on on Mm -hmm. Twitter (laughs) or Facebook, right? Yeah. You're literally, if you're bored for 10 seconds, you're trained to get on. Uh, So now I'm trying to go, okay, I want to go, you know, check, stock quotes I go check stock quotes and I get off and if I want to do something else like I'm trying to get more like that to where I'm using the computer and it's not using me and especially the phone but it's hard man it's hard that boredom that boredom uh, thing you just get
2: on to see what's happening just the other day my phone was dead for an hour I knew it was dead and I found myself pulling it out and just like clicking it and I'd be like oh yeah it's dead and it happened to me like four or five times I'm like what am I doing do you ever ever feel the fake vibration yeah once or twice for sure you ever yeah,
1: felt a vibration I've never in, in your ter- pocket? i heard the fake vibration. It's like a ghost it vibration sensation. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, your mm-hmm, phone's mm-hmm, not even mm-hmm. in your
0: pocket and you feel it. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. What the fuck is mm-hmm. that? You, right now. I was, you know? Uh, like how deep is like, like the are whatever they're
1: using on us. I was off Twitter for three years, man, and it was like very, very refreshing. But whenever the whole COVID thing hit Hot back on because I had to wake some people up. Twitter can be useful in some ways if you you follow
2: the right people, you know, it it can be useful.
1: I mean, it's just, I follow people that I've been friends with. And people that I've been friends with have differing opinions. It, It just, Twitter just feels like a war zone, you know, at all times. Just with ideas. And it's, having differing ideas isn't a bad thing, but... When people become super emotionally attached to Do you, to you think Twitter's wars end? Don't go oh, on Facebook. Oh, fuck, dude. dude. I, I've known do Facebook, on since Facebook? Like my <laughs> sophomore year of high school. I refused to go on Facebook. That's where the low IQ is faster and fight with each other.
2: For sure. Um, if we're going deep into technology, what do you guys think the possibility of, uh, what should I even call it, like intelligent tech dust, that get... nano nano dust, Nanotechnology. That they might have already nanodust. dumped on us. This might be what chemtrails yeah, are. Chemtrails. And, we've, right. and they're in our brain right now, and they can... This is
1: what the vaccine could be. It could, it could be. be. It's it could not be impossible. Anything. If the right. nanotech exists, there could be a million different ways of That's exposure to probably it. Probably just you know? a chemical
2: slurry to help give you cancer. That's part of this 95% depopulation agenda. Well, the depopulation agenda, just
0: just to finish up on that is it's in every aspect of our lives and mainly they are working on the food chain Mm -hmm. Um, they're making they basically make it like illegal to make organic food like if you're an organic farm you got to pay all these fees and things to put that label that says you know organic on it but if you put all kind of chemicals on it you don't have to pay a fee you're good like they want uh, and this is what's supposed to wipe us out Slowly but surely, they're increasing the toxins and lowering the nutrients in our food supply. And then the whole uh, vaccine thing and 5G technology is another... Some people get turned off when you start talking about that. One second.
1: I mean, it's not even like, oh, the food's going to kill us. What it's doing is it's literally altering our genes. Yes. Like, it takes people who've had the genetics of, let's say, a rather slim, healthy person... And makes them obese or you have diabetes now and it's something that is relayed in your offspring, more prone to cancers like it becomes a generational thing and it's like a long game that they're playing it's not something that's simply like oh you eat this food you die you know right exactly and yeah I just wanted to touch on that or take this vaccine and you're dead right right. it's not like that it's just a slow death
0: are we uh getting close here um I wanted to make on two more points.
2: Yeah, we we are running short on time. You can say whatever you want. Go ahead. Okay. Um, As far as that,
0: back to the depopulation agenda. Uh, If you're, long pause. If you're one of these (laughs) uh, people that are going to survive it and you're wiping out, you're one of the elite or whatever you want to call them. I hate calling them the elite because they're not elite. They're just scumbags. But what they want is um, they want enough people around to serve them. They still need their servants, right? right? So think about the vaccines and how many parents are saying, hey, this caused autism in my kid. This is a real thing, and they try to cover that up too. Autism is skyrocketing, and, and most of the parents blame it on the vaccine. They said my kid was normal. You can, there's a million cases right. of these.
1: $4 billion have been paid out in vaccine injury courts. And then whenever you receive that money, after you're you not went allowed to court, talk you are have a it. gag order, you're not right. allowed to speak of it, speak yeah. of it, or you're paying back tenfold, which nobody, no human can do.
0: Right. Think about the autistic. But, yeah, the, just, think about it. Uh, the autistic people are usually very loving and kind, and they're smart enough to do all kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you confront them, uh, they're never going to like speak back, or right. there's never going to be an uprising. A bunch yeah. of a bunch of autistic kids are not yeah. going to uprise against the government, right? It's a perfect slave race they're creating, right? Okay, and that goes into these vaccines where they're um, trying to change the genetics. They, they're always forty years ahead of us of what we know technology-wise, and. The Gosh. DNA and biotechnology they have, they're literally changing genetics to create this race to serve them when it's over. Uh, when, you know, if they right. complete the Actually,
1: plan. that's super interesting. I've never thought about that. That, like, yeah. I just thought that it was a byproduct, maybe like an experimental type thing that happens with the vaccines. But, like, to create a slave race. Of right. people I mean and of course autism. Us, yeah. Autism is a spectrum. I mean, and there's severe autism where people can't survive right without and, help and, it. and the
0: COVID thing, if you're wiping people out, that if you're a what's the term, eugenist, if you're okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're one of these people, they literally call these uh useless eaters.
1: Yeah, like someone who isn't time.
0: contributing to society but they're taking up resources. And I think about when COVID first started, it wiped out everyone in the nursing homes. Right. First. Yeah. Think about this. If this was man made by they, you know, and who would they first wipe out? The old people. Yeah. Useless eaters are the people mm-hmm. in the nursing homes taking up resources, right? That that's what like Freaks me out about the whole thing and thinks it might be a, a man made situation. And also,
1: I mean, that generation, like the boomers, we'll call them, you know, they're maybe even a generation older than the boomers, but th- those are the people that don't necessarily drink the Kool Aid of this postmodern liberal movement. They, well, also. yeah, so they, not only are they useless eaters, they're not drinking the Kool Aid that it's being pushed now. Right. They, they grew up trusting
0: the government in some aspect. Yeah. You know, um, yeah.
2: That's the main point about all this. Just don't trust your government. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to say thanks for coming on. We're going to have to wrap up and maybe we can come on again and talk about how we solve all this and
0: how think we, we figure it all out. Episode, yeah. I think there's a little bit more to talk about. It might uh, be a short episode,
1: but we definitely have more to talk about. No doubt. I think we could get three more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can it's certainly try. Fun. Let's do it. It's been fun.
2: Well, that's all I got for you today. We are going to do a part two with this group, and I'll put that out sometime next week. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I'll put all of our Twitter handles in the show notes. Follow the show on Instagram and Parler. Those links will also be in the show notes. And uh, Thanks for listening. Take it away, Mulder.
0: You can deny all the things I've seen. All the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no
2: one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth.